0: We thank God for it. We thank God for his faithfulness, for constantly, um, you know, keeping to his word and his promise uh, every time he calls us on this journey um, to go with, go in, you know, dive deep with him, studying the word, hearing, you know, sound doctrine praying fasting waiting on him all of these things that we do we are planting you know we're sowing seeds um yesterday pi was teaching us about um the system of planting you know and we must understand understand that the things that we do are not just activities you know we are actually sowing seeds all of these things the this the, the taking time to retreat in god taking time to fast taking time to pray taking time to study the word taking time to you know um um stay in the spirit, um, inquire of the Lord, what we are doing is that we are sowing, we're sowing seeds, we're sowing seeds, we're walking with the spirit of God, you know, we are, um, aligning ourselves with, with the plan and the purpose of God, you know, we are, basically what we're saying is, Lord, um, let time and let's let the times and the seasons of the earth let, let them align and let them you know walk hand in hand with your plans and your promises over my life you know so we are being deliberate and we are being intentional, um, about the things that we know that God has said. And, you know, the things, the promises that God has spoken concerning us, the prophetic words that we have received, you know, just aligning ourselves and just staying in God. So we must understand that this is, um, a spiritual activity. You know, this is a spiritual act, just staying in God, um, retreating in God and planting, um, and, yesterday we prayed there were some prayers that we made you know and i'd like us to continue um in in that in that in that light you know and just continue to pray there were so many things that were touched on yesterday in fact this particular prayer ring has it it seems like it's. It seems like an academic course. I don't know how to explain it, you know. But it's like every day that we come, it's like there's so much, and by the time the sessions are done, I just find myself. No, wait oh, wait no, wait, please mute yeah. your mics. Yeah, Thank you. Is, say, you know, oh no so, um, you know, every time we come, um, it just seems like an academic session. You know, there's just so much, and. At the end of everything you have to go back and you have to sit down. It's like volumes and volumes and volumes are being released from heaven. And I believe that one of the things that the Lord is doing is He's causing is causing um like an acceleration in time. And um, as He's doing that, He's also giving us capacity. So when we see things like this, we must not when we see when we come into seasons like this where it's like there's so much, you know, it's easy for you to get overwhelmed and feel like, oh, there's just so much i've not finished listening to this message there's this other message there's that other message there's just so much where do i begin where do i start where do i end where do i pause we must always ask the lord to give us capacity to take in everything that he's releasing over us you know and so This morning, I want us to even just begin by praying for capacity in this time. You know, um, prayer rain, today is the sixth day and this prayer rain is slated for seven days. Um, I want us to pray that the Lord will give us capacity that even after this season, even after this time, even after this first week of prayer and fasting and all of this um, planting that we are doing in the spirit, that we would not um, abandon the things that, you know, the Lord is and releasing over us, but instead, you know, we would receive the capacity to contend with the words that we are hearing. We will receive capacity to go to war with the things that we are hearing. We will receive capacity to sit down with this spiritual coursework that the Lord is releasing over us, and we will be able to administer it to the different parts and different areas of our lives. Because you see, what happens is when the Lord releases a word, he's not just speaking over one area of your life, but it is unto you, a According to your faith. You know, it is unto you according to your faith. And according, there I say according to your understanding and your capacity. So someone may receive a word and apply it to only one area of his life. But you will see another person that has taken that one word and broken it down and administered it in equal portion to 10 different areas of their lives. You know, and they are wondering: is it not the same word that we, we heard? Is it not the same prayer reign that we attended? Is it not the same prayer and fasting session that that we were all a part of. I want us to pray for capacity, 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 capacity to be able to take in the things that the Lord is releasing over us in this time. We will not throw it away. But even as we go further after these seven days, the Lord will show us, we will partner with the Spirit of God to see the places where He wants us to administer the word, to administer the seed of the word. He would show us where the areas, the grounds, the soils of our lives that we We must take these seeds and plant them into, in the name of Jesus, whether it is our family life, whether it is our businesses, whether it is our ministries, whether it is our relationships, whether it is our initiatives, whether it is even our hobbies, whatever it is that the Lord is asking us to to sow into, whatever it is that the Lord is asking us to steward, let us pray that the Lord will give us capacity in the mighty name of Jesus. I hope you're praying. Pray for yourself this morning. Morning and say, Father, I receive capacity. I receive capacity by your spirit. I will not underutilize the potential. I will not underutilize the things that you are releasing over me in this time and in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus, Baba, I receive your wisdom, O God. Make me, O God, a master gardener. Make me, O God, a master planter. Oh God, show me how to steward the seed of your word. Show me how to steward the light of your word. Show me how to steward the light of your revelation in the mighty name of Jesus. Give me understanding. Give me accuracy. Oh Father, like the sons of Jesus. To God, teach me how to walk your word, God. how to engage that you are to me, God. My God, teach me how to sit with it in the name of My Father, teach me, Oh God, how to walk in the name of Jesus. Father, put in me a capacity, capacity every word that you have me, Oh God. Father, we pray for we, and I've to give me, oh make, father, me, healed, healed, me make me skilled. Make me skilled, O oh God, in understanding. Make me skilled, O oh God, by oh 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 and reposunatatayin. Reposunatayin, O God, my Father, and move in it. Reposunatayin, oh God, and sit with it, O oh God, and engage it in prayer. In the name of Jesus, my Father, teach me the dimensions of what to do with your world. In the name of Jesus, in every part of my life, Lord, in every area of my life, Lord, Jesus, teach me how to move me. Name of yon jesus, yon jesus. Yon in jesus name we're still praying for capacity you see and the definitive dictionary definition of capacity one of the definitions is the maximum amounts that something can contain the maximum amounts that something can contain so sometimes to even know the capacity of a thing it needs to be measured the capacity of a small box is not the same capacity as a big box. The capacity of a room is not the capacity of a house. The capacity of um, a pantry is not the same capacity of a whole kitchen, you know, and even in this season, God has been talking to us at one of the, um, about being storehouses, to be a store, every storehouse has its own capacity, you know, so what are the measurements of your life? What is the measurement of your storehouse? Many of us don't know the measurements of our storehouses. Many of us don't know how much we can retain. Many of us don't know how much we can contain. Many of us don't know how much we can handle per time and per season. There are times, there are seasons when you can handle a little bit, but you know, there are seasons when God will continue to increase and stretch your capacity. It's the blood, you know, even in scripture, we see people that prayed and said, like, Jabez, Lord, enlarge my capacity. Enlarge my capacity. Because as you grow in God, as you journey in God, it is one of the things that is required. You must you must get to the point where you do not even just wait for the capacity to increase. You have to desire it. I want us to pray this morning and say, Father, enlarge my capacity. And as we make that prayer to say, enlarge my capacity, we're saying, Father, show me, oh God, even the capacity so that I honor Understand, Lord, how to engage in the time and in the days to come. Father, show me the areas of my life that are even stretching, oh God. Show me, Lord, my bandwidth, Lord. Show me how much you have designed me to contain. Let me not be a storehouse that operates as a small space. Let me not be a a house that operates as a room, oh God. Show Show me, Father. Show me, Father. Show me, Father. Oh, Father, show me the measurements oh god of my life show me the measurements oh god of my capacity show me how much i can contain in this season show me how much you want me to contain in the name of jesus show me how much oh god i can occupy a Ratanado Sutanabo, a deliver me, O God, from a fitting capacity of previous seasons, O God, a redo sutane bro no sudabama, a If your intelligence of O God, show me oh God, my redo the measurements of God of my life, the measurements of my capital be able to by your spirit in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus. Jesus in Jesus Jesus name name. your capacity also speaks of what you can produce and yesterday PI was teaching and talking about production cycles production cycles production cycles many times people do not even know the production cycles of their lives so they do not know what should be going in per time how long it will take for it to produce how long it will take for the thing to mature and when it is expected for it to bear fruit you know and because of that lack of understanding, people get frustrated. That is what makes a person slothful because you see scriptures tell us that, the Bible tells us that the slothful man does not roast his game. So there is, there is the game that the slothful man actually has that distinguishes him from the lazy man. The lazy man in himself probably is doesn't do anything. He's idle, but the slothful man started doing something It talks about his game. So he received something. There was something that he already battled or he went to war and contended for, and he received it. But then for whatever reason, I believe it it is amongst other things, due to a lack of understanding, of times, of seasons, of himself, because he couldn't understand, he couldn't discern. Then he became slothful. He wasn't able to consistently steward the thing he went to war for, that which was already given to him, that which he already started in the spirit, But because of a lack of understanding, a lack of discernment, he was not able to continue to walk with the spirit of God. He became frustrated midway into his journey and he abandoned sheep he wasn't able to hold things in place, he wasn't able to be consistent, and then he could not reap the benefits, he could not reap the fruits, he could not reap um, 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 the blessings of the thing that he had begun. I want us to pray over ourselves this morning, that we will not lose sight, that the Lord will give us understanding, first of all, understanding into the the production cycles of our lives, that we would not become slothful, we would not be people that lack understanding. You see that scripture that talks about the person, the 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 the, the field of the lazy man. He said the man that had no sense someone that was lazy and had no sense, that that was devoid of understanding. Pray for yourself this morning that you will not be devoid of understanding. You will not be devoid of understanding in the times and in the places that it matters. In the name of Jesus, that the Lord will give us understanding like never before in this season, in this time, in this day, in the days to come. Give us understanding, O God. Deliver us, Lord, from every form of slothful, my God, in the name of Jesus, that which causes a man to be slothful, that which causes a man to lose sight of the dealings of God, that which causes a man to lose sight of the witness of his destiny, of the witness of the things that are in his hand, of the witness of the game and the spoil that are in his hand, my God. Deliver us, deliver me, deliver me, deliver me, deliver, oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In, oh, Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. The slothful man roasted not that which he took into hunting. So he actually went and hunted. He had the energy. He had the tools for hunting, you know. Um, but he was not able to roast it. What does roasting mean? What is the difference between raw meat and/or uh, raw game and that which is roasted? It is giving yourself to process, it is giving a thing to process, refining. A lot of things are still in the raw form in our lives. There are so many things that I'm sure if God God opened up, eyes to see in fact we even already know that i have this thing i have this ability i have this gifting i have this calling i have this gift you know i have that there's there's just this distinct thing about me that i know that that attracts people to me i have this oil you know but it just seems like why do i have all of these things but yes i'm not able to produce food the bible talks about the slothful man and his inability to roast his game in ability to go through process, in ability to go through preservation, in ability to walk with the spirit, to arrive at the place where it goes from just being game to being something that can be, that that is refined, that is beautiful to behold, that can feed others and not just yourself. I want us to pray this morning that the Lord will give us the patience, to go through the process, the patience to go through the process that we will abandon ship. We will not be people that have loose ends, that the spirit of God in this season will help us identify all the loose ends in our lives. And we will be able to tie those loose ends in the name of Jesus. I will, Actually, let me give an example. I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday and we were talking about something. Interestingly, we found ourselves, um, I, I, I mean, she's a very good friend of mine and we were just having conversations about the last time we were together um in a different country and we didn't even do the math at the time you know um and we were just talking about uh, something I had said I wanted to do at that time you know and I was just telling I was making a joke about it I was just like oh you have to make sure I do so-and-so-and-so thing, blah, blah, blah. Because remember that year that I was in so-and-so place and this is the thing I said I was going to do. I never took it seriously. It seemed very trivial because it seems like a hobby. And, you know, I got home later in the evening and I was thinking about it. I'm just like, hmm, I did the math between now 2022 and then when I wanted to start doing this thing and that was 2015, seven years have come and gone it was, I, you know, I thought about it. I said, I actually started this thing. I had this zeal. I was in the right place at the right time to have started it. What happened seven years ago and now, even if I was doing one thing consistently every day, I didn't need to do too many things. If I had just stayed the course with this one thing, I may have looked at it like, oh, it's just my own hobby. It's not a prayer meeting that God is asking me to hold that I'm not holding, you know, but it was an oil. It was a jar that could have been filled. And I look at it seven years ago, and this is another seven years beginning. And I said, wow, imagine if I had done this thing, where would I have been by now? Only God knows, you know, maybe it could have gone a certain way. Maybe it couldn't have. But just the fact that there was the zeal, there was the capacity, there were the tools, there were the resources, there was everything everything, all the conditions that were needed to ensure that that thing happened, you know, and it just was not rewarded because of a lack of understanding, because of a lack of understanding, a lack of clarity, a lack of discernment, a lack of knowing how to navigate or even what to do. I looked at it and I said, "God, seven years, seven years ago, and I'm here again, another seven years, and it's sounding like a hobby or just an interesting thing that I want to pick up." And I, you know, in that moment, I prayed for myself. I said, "God, deliver me." And God help me. And I said, for this reason alone, this particular thing, I must do it. I know it's not even about the many things that will come out of it but it's just sometimes it's just about making that statement and proving to yourself that you are capable of being consistent that you are capable of staying that you are capable of standing because you see the enemy will try to weaken you but he will not do it in an obvious way he will weaken you in a way that you will look back and you will feel like you are the one that did it to yourself so that seven years from that time ten years from that time when you try to summon and gather yourself again it is you yourself that will be the one that is judging you you will not be able to arise you will not be able to get up you will not be able to do that thing because you say after all, I couldn't do it before, but now, so now I can't do it again. But no, the Lord is saying that this is the dawning of a new day. The Lord is saying that this is a season for fresh grace. We know it. The Lord is saying that this is a season of rising up. All of the things that the Lord has laid in your hearts, everything that every seed that you began to sow, every seed that you began to plant, that you started planting, you found the soil, you found the ingredients, you found the conditions, everything was perfect. The Lord is saying that He's causing those situations and those conditions to arise in your life again. As I'm speaking these words, begin to pray for yourself because I'm prophesying even over my life and I'm hearing the Lord saying. That he's causing those conditions to work in favor with the times and the seasons of your life. And the Lord is saying that he's causing an acceleration to happen in this season, that you will not miss out. In fact, the things you think that you lost, the Lord is saying that there is restoration in this time and in this season over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Papa, I pray, Lord, that your restoration will meet me. I pray that your restoration will find me in the name of Jesus. I will not be you, Father, me, Lord, that this that affliction will not arise again. The affliction of idleness, the and affliction of slothfulness, it will not arise again in my life. Father, I will not take myself for granted. I will not take for granted the gifts the blessings, Lord, the oil, Lord, that you have ordered over my life. life. In the mighty name of Jesus, my uniqueness and distinctness, oh God, I will not take it for granted. I will not look that on myself. In the mighty name of Jesus, deliver me from Oh, From so oh my God. father for your mercy, the Lord is saying that God. he is releasing his I send because his mercies are it me. to, to the We keep it name of Jesus, things that we have not been able to do, the King we have no, not been able to do, the things we have not mm-hmm. yes, been able to still work. Okay, my Lord and my King, the of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, to the the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the of oh, oh, you know. oh, the name of Jesus, in Jesus, the of the in the name of Jesus, in Jesus, name in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, this morning. Amen the spirit of the lord saying that he's giving us a heart of obedience and you see the heart of obedience was against shame and so father in the name of jesus we thank you oh god because of this release of our lives we receive the courage and the boldness lord to war against the spirit of shame because you see what happens in seasons of restoration is that there are certain things that you have to start all over again. There are certain things you need to go back and look at. There are certain areas of your life that you need to readdress and it may seem like I cannot be at this stage of my life. At this, I cannot be at this point of life at this age. I should not be doing these things. There is that thinking of at this age at this point in my life, I should not be. Imagine what it was like for Job. The Bible tells us that God restored Job and gave him everything he lost and gave him so much more. But if Imagine how humbling it was for him to go back and start having children again at the time when his mates were probably grandparents, he was going to start things all over again because there was a season of restoration that was released over him and he had to give himself to the processes and he had to give himself to the patience that was required for that restoration to be in full effect. For him to be fully restored, he had to humble himself. For him to be fully restored, he had to do away with shame. For him to be fully restored, he had to remind himself that he was not condemned by anyone. He was not condemned by God. He had to resist the voice of the enemy that would have tried to come and tell him, look at you at your age. Your mates are doing this, but few are." Years- trying to go and do so and so at this point in your life your mates already have grandchildren at this point in your life your mates are already married your mates have three children at this point in your life your mates are established in business at this point in your life mr a mr y mr Z, mr that and mr this but we must understand that the lord is saying over us it is a season of restoration so it does not matter the things that you must do all that matters is that restoration has been released in this season and so father we declare over our hearts, Lord, and we declare declare over our gates, we declare over our ears, Lord, that we will hear the voice of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, Father, you will drown out every voice of the enemy that tries to come and steal and pervert, oh God, and to bring shame, oh God, upon the things that you are causing to um, restore us, that you want to use to restore us in this season, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, whatever as associations or relationships that you are asking us to cement, whatever relationships you are asking us, Lord, to return to with this season, Lord. Father, let us not do it in shame. Father, we pray, oh God, for the spirit of humility. Father, we understand that every time we come before you in the fast, we humble ourselves. Father, let this humility go with us, Lord, in every area and every aspect of our lives. In the name of Jesus, my Lord and my King, we respond to your promise, we respond to your word. Restoration is now. And Thus saith the Spirit of the Lord, restoration is now. We go to war, O oh God, with this word, O oh Lord, for restoration. For those of us, Lord, that are seeking, O oh God, one thing or another, according to the purpose and the plans, O oh God, of your of our lives, O oh God. Father, according to your will, my Lord and my God, we will not miss out on it. We will not miss out on it because of pride. We will not miss out on it because of shame. We will not miss out of it because of condemnation. In the mighty name of Jesus, no more Oh God, we will get to turns, oh God, and see is not where we need to pivot and we realize we have to start all over again. We thank you Father, because you are causing it th- this season to be a food, to bring forth a fullness, oh God, of harvest, a fullness of seasons, of everything that has been lost, everything that has been stolen, oh God. You are causing this season, oh God, to be full, oh God, to be full. You are bringing everything into fruition in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, give us the capacity, oh God, to go through this process. The process that is required for our restoration oh God. Father, give us the capacity. Give us the capacity. Give us the capacity, oh God. In the name of Jesus, in the areas that we need to humble ourselves, God, Father, show us, Lord, how to do it. Christ Jesus, show us, Lord, how to humble ourselves. In the areas where we need to be bold, oh God, show us, oh God, how to arise and be bold. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the areas, oh God, where we need to act, oh God, according to the leading of your spirit, Father, when you need us to pivot, oh God, Father, show us, lead us, oh God. Let us not walk according to our flesh, because it is the walking of the flesh that causes a man to be slothful. My Lord and my God, deliver us from this flesh. Let us not be slothful. Let us not, Let us not lose sight, oh God. Let us not lose sight, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we pray for eyes that see, Lord. We we pray that our eyes will stay open. Anything that causes us to go to sleep, oh God. Anything Anything that releases, Lord, a sense of pseudo-peace over our lives, my God. Take it away from us. Give us the understanding to be able to identify it, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 This is the season. This is the season. This is the season. Go back to that business proposal. Finish it. The Lord is saying, tighten those loose ends. The Lord is saying, continue that conversation. The Lord is saying, go back and try that process one more time. This is the season. This is the season. It is the season of the rain. The rain of heaven is falling. It is pouring on everything in this season. You may look at it and feel like, oh but i just made a little effort it is not your effort it is your obedience that the lord will respond to father we thank you because we are children of obedience we are children of obedience we are children of obedience we hear your word and we respond oh god in obedience in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus Amen. 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 amen 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 The Bible says that the slothful man roasted not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. What is diligence? Diligence is recognizing opportunities and seizing them. The Bible talks about how the children of this world have become shrewd, you know, and they are able to identify opportunities. and Many times we as Christians, we as believers, we stay in that boat of, oh, I don't want anything to contaminate my, you know, my, holiness, I don't, you know, and there are so many opportunities that the Lord presents before, that life presents before us every day, and we are unable to seize them because of a lack of understanding. And so, Father, we pray, oh God, that every dimness in understanding, Lord, you will brighten it, O oh God, in our hearts. You will show us the opportunities to take. You will show us the opportunities to stay away from. You will show us the doors to walk into. You will show us the doors to keep shut, oh God. You will show us the open us to walk away from oh God in this season in the name of Jesus. Indeed, you are making us diligent. The diligence, oh God, that is fueled by the leading of your spirit, oh God. Father, let your spirit be our map, oh God. Let your spirit continue to be our guide, showing us where to go, what to take, what to eat, what to speak, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, yeah. verse 31 of Proverbs 24, it says, Thorns had come up everywhere. So this is a continuation of the scripture talking about the field of the lazy man. It said, thorns had come up everywhere, and, and the ground was covered with weeds, thorns and nettles, and stone was and the stone wall, and the stone wall was in ruins. So thorns and nettles speak of a thorn is actually described as a useless plant. And if we remember that scripture. About the fig tree, the Bible tells us that the fig tree. Jesus looks at the fig tree and required fruits from from the fig tree, but the fig tree couldn't couldn't produce any fruit. And Jesus Christ caused the fig tree. You see, the fig tree was not caused because of its inability to feed at the time it was required of it. It was not because Jesus spoke the, in essentially, the speaking those words that Jesus spoke because when he spoke it, the disciples looked at him like, uh-uh, what's, uh, why so serious? Just because this thing could not give you fruits, you have cost it. You know, I'm sure that was how they were thinking, but it wasn't in that moment that the tree became caused. What Jesus was doing was he was telling them, this is the true nature of this tree, it is that it is cost, it is operating under a course. You know, that is why it is unable to feed. And Jesus said, because you are unable to do it in the day that it's required of you, going forth, nobody will be able to eat of your of your of your fruit. Nobody you will remain in this state. You will remain stagnant because you are you, you are unable to respond according to the times of and seasons of your life. You know, so thorns and nestles, they are talking about a useless plant. And in this season of planting, in this season of sowing, we must be careful. We must be careful of the things that look like trees. We must be careful of the things that look like plants. We must be careful of the things that look like fruits, but are useless. The others could not discern, but Jesus could tell, "Mm, this one is marked by a curse because it is unable to feed. I want us to pray that in this season that the Lord will show us the trees that we should eat from. Because you see, in the garden there were many trees, but the Lord told them, This is the tree that you must not touch. It looked like it was good for food. It looks, it was the Bible describes it as it was pleasing to the sight, good for food. You know, when Eve saw it in that light, that was she reached out and ate it but that was not the tree for her that was not the tree of the time that was not the tree of the season there was a particular tree there were so many other trees that they could have eaten of there was the tree of life and there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil I want us to pray over our lives that the Lord will reveal the thorns and the nettles that are hiding beneath the things that seem fruitful the things that seem pleasing to eat the things that seem like they are good to make White, yes, the things that seem like they are profitable sure. to make us wise. What are those things? It could be associations, teams, sales, it could be business deals, it could be initiatives, it could be plans to travel, you know, it could be one people or another, it could be just basic everyday decisions that may be tons and nettles that are disguising themselves as fruitful trees, disguising themselves as fruitful vines. And the Lord is saying, Do not not eat of that tree. Father, show us the trees we should not eat of. Show us the trees that have nothing profitable to offer us. Show us the trees that only look good to the eyes, Lord, but are not good for our spirit. Show us the trees, Lord, that when we eat of them, that kill us, O God. Reveal the true nature of the trees. Reveal the true nature of the trees, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus, reveal over every useless plant, everything that is useless to us in this city, my God. In, in the name of God, reveal it to us. Feel the friendships that are useless okay. to us. Feel but the we association work. that we are useless to us. Reveal, all God, the, 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 the yeah. networks that yeah. are useless to us. Feel them. So we we the peace is over that I use. In the name of Jesus, name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You see, mm-hmm. I believe that this word, this this is, because at the time I was preparing for the, this meeting, the, I, I hadn't even received this i didn't know that the lord was going to take us in this way of the knowledge of the of uh, of the trees in the garden you know and the lord is saying that in this season every time you are at a crucial point in your life every time you get to a crucial point in your life where you need to where, where you need to pivot where you need to transition where there is an opportunity for you to grow in god there is all your choices are always placed before you there is life and there is death, always. the lo- You will see that which is life, but that which is death, sometimes, you may not even know because it is hidden. It is embedded within. You will not know until you begin to partake of it. And the thing about death or life or any fruit or anything that you eat is that the more you feed on it, the more you want it. The more you eat a thing, the more you crave it. It's, it's like a sugar rush. You or a sugar addiction or even any kind of addiction. The more you fill yourself up with something, the more you desire it. So you see this thing about, let me just do a little. The Bible tells us it is a little here, a little there, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little indulgence, a little eating, a little covering up, a little reaching out for the fruits, a little tasting it, a little here and a little there. And before you know it, darkness covers it in. Before you know it, poverty has taken, taking over. Before you know it, death has taken over. Death is not something that happens in one day. Death is continuous. Death is not just a one-day event. It continues to happen over and over. So what are you sowing to? Are you sowing to life or are you sowing to death? Are you partaking of life or are you partaking of death? I want us to pray over our lives. Make that prayer once again that you will not sow to death. You will not eat the fruits that will, will cause you so to die. Today, so the Lord said to them, the day eat the you eat of this tree, tree, you will surely die. They ate of the tree. And Lucifer told them, you, you, will will to said the you will not die. He said you will not die. die, but God knows that oh, you will begin to see and understand like him. And that's what he's trying to shield you from. Did they die physically? No, but look at it. Years and years and years have gone by. And we have seen the deteriorating nature of the earth, not just of the generation, not just of the seed, But even of the earth, the earth is groaning, there's deterioration, things are continuously falling apart because of one man's inability to discern what was life and what was death. So you see our actions, they do not end with us. So you see this season of planting, what you are feeding okay. your seed, okay. what okay. you are feeding okay. yourself. Because the things that come out of you are a product of the person that you have become. So your seed cannot have a different DNA from you. The expressions, the things, the blessings, the children, the initiatives, everything that is going to come out of you in this season, on the other side of this season, is a product of the things that you have allowed to enter you. Yes. It oh, is a product Jesus. of who you have become. So you cannot sow a thing and express to reap something else. My Lord and my God, show us how to sow into the into life. Show us how yes, to Shaman, sow life. So show us how to sow, life, oh to sow life, oh God. Father, show us how to sow life, how to partner with your word, how to partner with your spirit, oh God, how to eat of the truth of life, the tree of life daily, oh God, in our daily work, in our daily decisions, in our decisions moment by moment, oh God. Let us be abs, oh God, to the ministry of death. Let us not subscribe to the tree, O oh God, of knowledge of good and evil. In the mighty name of Jesus, the rainbow the not be like the tree, God, the that looks pleasing to the eyes of God the rainbow the in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Lord, we do not just pray, Lord, that you will open our eyes today. But Father, we pray that our eyes will stay open. Our eyes will stay open. Our eyes will stay open. Will stay open. We will not be deceived by the enemy. You see, the, the enemy, why is it deception? It is deception because it looks like the truth. It looks like the real thing. And yesterday, Pierre was teaching us. she was talking about the true vine. So if there is a true vine, therefore, there is also a false vine. Please mute your mics. If there is a true vine, therefore, there is also a false vine. And the Lord is delivering us from false vines. He's delivering us from false vines. Father, we thank you for deliverance from every false vine. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we will not be deceived. We will not be plagued with deception. In the name of Jesus, we will not be drunk with deception. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. The enemy always comes and tries to deceive you with the things that you already have it comes to make you feel like you need this thing but if you check if you stay in the spirit if you are led by the spirit you will look and realize this thing that the enemy is trying to tempt me with. i already have it That was the issue with Adam and Eve. They already had the thing, but they did not realize that they had it. That was why it was easy for the enemy to deceive them. Many times the deception of the enemy, the deception, the picture he's trying to paint to you of the things that you should have if you check you already have those things. May the Lord cause us to see the things that we have. May the Lord cause us to know who we are in him so that we will not be plagued with the deception of the enemy. We will not be plagued with the deception of the enemy enemy. to begin to feel that we are lacking things, to begin to operate in the poverty mentality in the mighty name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, in Jesus' name amen we're talking mm. about thorns and nettles we're talking about thorns and nettles and you know um that scripture also speaks about how the thorns covered the in fact let's open it it's proverbs 24 30 to 34 proverbs 24 30 to 34 there's something i want us to see praise god i hope we're here I know we're here, I know we're here. Proverbs 24, okay, said, I went past the field of a sluggard, past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in its ruins. Another version says the thorns had covered its face. You know, it had covered everything. It had covered its face. And you see the face also speaks of the countenance of a person. When you meet a person, the first thing you notice is the person's face. It is with the person's face that you can even first describe. You know, when they say, oh, describe this person. Um, tell me about you, And they're like, "Ah, oh, she's very pretty. Oh, but it always starts with how you assess them, how you evaluate them. And there's a word th- that is used, uh, that was coined, that is called face value you know, just evaluating a thing based on what you see, what your eyes see. Um, and it's talking about how tons had covered the face. Tons had already covered it. So you see this thing, it had covered, it had, it had, it was like a covering, it had cloaked it. Um, and, Many times we encounter people, we meet people. How do people see us? How do people evaluate us? This is not to say that you must try to live a life that is pleasing to, to everyone. But, you know, there is a place for Favor. There is sometimes that people will meet you and they are just like they don't. It's like, I, I don't know, I just want to favor you. I just want to bless you. What is it that you want? They want to hear you, they want to know the projects they are working on. They want to invest in you. If you look at this um Nehemiah, Nehemiah was the, the king's cupbearer, you know. But how did the king know that there was something wrong with him? It was by looking at his face. He looked at his face and he said, countenance there's something going on you know because he saw that he could tell his countenance by the look on his face and that was where the journey started it started with face value he took it from there what he could see when he looked upon his face i want to to pray over ourselves, that it is the favor and the light of God that will shine upon us. He will cause his face to shine upon us indeed, that there is no shadow of death, there is no shadow of covering, there is no shadow of, of, of deception of the enemy, that was no cloud of darkness that will cover us, that will be, a, a, be like a veil that is shielding us from the favor of God in the mighty name of Jesus, because the favor of God is what causes men to gravitate towards us. The favor of God is what pulls men to us. The favor of God is what causes men to bless us. If God sends men to bless men. God sends people to bless us. Let us pray that nothing will stand as a veil to cover us. Nothing will stand as a veil to separate us from the favor of God. When men look upon us, they will see the light and the glory of Yahweh. In the mighty name of God. Father, face. God Speak over my life. Let your face. Shine upon me, O oh God. Me. Let your blessing, O oh God, I let it over Let your favor, let it speak over my life. Just the way Esther found favor with the king. Just the way Jeremiah found favor with the king, O God. Just the way Daniel found favor with the king, my Lord and my God. has your favor to speak over Let your favor open doors for me. Let your favor bless. Let your favor cause men to favor me, a real, so me. In, in the mighty name for. Not so not the of Jesus, the Lord the, the, the God, Take, away, so so everything. Everything speaking, right. oh take away every form yes, of, of Lord so or Jesu, Lord. that was over there, baby, my God, life, In the name of Jesus, Matera, the Redosuta de Bradus to Cataya de Bosunaba, the the name of the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in Jesus name in Jesus name and you see we pray for favor and we ask for the favor of God we are constantly asking oh God favor me and that's what we have just done now it is not a bad thing to desire the favor of God but when you receive the favor of God what do you do with it there was a time there was a season not too long ago actually um where I was praying I wasn't even doing too much to be honest. I just wanted to spend time with God, you know. And I remember on one of the, I had taken time out, I went to retreats. And on one of those days, I woke up and I heard the Lord say to me, what do you want? you know, and immediately I wanted to do the childish thing and say, ah, Aunt God, why are you asking me what I wanted And I realized he was not joking, you know, and I said, oh, okay. And, in, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, my instinct said, oh, but I don't know, Lord, you know what I want. But I felt like God was telling me, don't be quick to respond if you don't know what, you know, but I said, immediately I said, I don't know. I said, forgive me lord i know that i know what you're asking me i've just maybe i haven't processed my thoughts yet so i said lord give me time give me three days let me go and let me get back to you and i went back and i sat down with the word of god and i did my research every time a king spoke to a person and said what do you want it was because the king favored the person so if we look at the life of esther esther took time she fasted she prayed What are we doing? We are fasting. We are praying. She fasted. She prayed. She knew that there was something at stake. And then she finally took the chance and stood before the king. And God caused her to find favor in the sight of the king. The place where she stood, where many would have died, where many's lives could have been taken, she took that risk and the Lord favored her. And he caused the king to favor her. If we look at the life of um, Nehemiah, When he stood before the the king asked him, what do you want? What do you need? And then he went, he prayed, he inquired of the Lord. And then he went and stood before the king and told the king what he wanted. If we look at the life of Solomon himself, who was actually the king, you know, he also wanted something. And it's interesting because Solomon's own life, it was like he already had the promise. So what was it that he was looking for? But he knew that there was still something yet at stake that he had not yet received. Oh. And he desired it and he went and he prayed and, and he sacrificed a thousand bought offerings. He sacrificed it before the Lord and he released a sweet smelling savor before God. And the Lord appeared to him in a dream and the Lord said to him, what do you want? We're still talking about favor. And we're talking about the favor of God, the favor of God that causes men to favor you. So we see these people and how they were favored by kings. The King Solomon was favored by the King of Kings and the Lord said to him, what do you want? Interestingly, Solomon never asked God for wisdom. Um, he never asked God for riches and for wealth or all of those things. What Solomon asked God for, he said, give me a heart to be able able to lead your people he did not ask the other god said this thing you have asked for it has pleased me and because you have asked me for this i will now add to you i will give you wisdom i will give you i will give you riches and then god added so many other things to him if you look at nehemiah when he prayed and he went back before the king what he was asking for he was asking that he would receive the resources that were required for him to build the things that were required to um, 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 restore his lineage, restore Israel. If we look at Esther, what did she do with the favor of God? She used the, uh, what did she do with the favor of the king? She used it to establish the righteousness. She used it to establish, I'm sorry, there's a lot of noise. Please mute your mics if there's noise in your background. Thank you. She used the favor of the king to establish the righteousness of God. So much so that till tomorrow, that thing that Esther did, even in the physical, there's a holiday. The way we celebrate Christmas, the way we celebrate public holidays, national days, that thing that she did, there is a tribe, there is a people, on, there, there are people on this earth that still go ahead to celebrate that thing that she did. She delivered them from extinction because Haman was going to take them out. So when we are praying and we are asking for the favor of God, what are you going to do with the favor of God? Are you going to use it for your selfish desires or are you going to use it to propagate the kingdom of God? If you look at another person that stood before the king and had favor before the king, it was Herodias. The Bible tells us that on the day that Herod, on the day of the king's birthday, she danced in a way that it was pleasing to him. And the king said to her, what do you want? Tell me up to half of my kingdom. I will give it to you. And the same thing she did, she said, it's like she told him, let just hold that thought let me get back to you and she went and consulted with her mother and her mother said tell him to give you the head of john the baptist on a platter and even though the king was you know he feared and he respected john but because he had given his word he could not hold back so the things that you are asking the lord for when the lord grants you favor when the lord causes men to favor you are you propagating his kingdom or are the things that you are adding to yourself taking away the things the blessings of god what side of the coin are you standing are you standing for the kingdom or against the kingdom because there are no middle grounds there's no lukewarm the lord said i would rather you even be cold don't be lukewarm is it that you are hot or you are cold so we have asked for the favor of god now now we have to go back and ask ourselves lord what do you even want me to do with this favor? Because when he starts bringing the people before you, when he starts causing the men to listen to you, when he starts causing people to pay attention to you, he starts causing people to gravitate towards you, what are you going to give them? What are you going to say to them? What are you going to present to them? How are you going to represent the kingdom of God? These are the things that matter. These are the things that matter. How are you going to represent the kingdom of God? My father, I pray over my life and I pray over everyone on this call this morning that indeed the day, Lord, that you begin the day that the answers, we see our prayers being answered, oh God, let us not be easily be taken, oh God. Let us not get easily captivated by the things of this world or by the people or the kings of this world, oh God, but Father, cause us to be rooted, stable, oh God, like people like Daniel, like Esther. That knew the mandate of heaven and charged forth according to the will of God for that season, my God. Help us, Lord, not to get easily excited, oh God, by the things that make the people of this world excited, Lord. Let us not lose sight of why you have brought this favor to our table, why you have brought this favor to our doorstep, oh God. But Father, let us partner with your spirit, oh God, to ensure, Lord, that your kingdom is propagated, oh God. Let us partner with your kingdom, oh God, to ensure that your will is done, oh God, in the mighty name of jesus let us not use your favor for selfish desires let us don't use your 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 favor lord for our selfish gain oh god but father show us lord how to use the things that you give us lord to 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 bring your will to pass upon the earth oh god upon our generation oh god upon many lives oh god the lives will be blessed oh god and indeed your glory will fill the earth father in the name of jesus show us how to use your favor how to use the the favor, O oh God, that you release over us, Lord, to preserve, O oh God, the seed, to preserve the lineage, to preserve the generations of this earth, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. Thank you, God, because we will not abuse or disgrace your favor. We will not abuse it. We will not lose sight. We will not be slothful, because it is a slothful man that loses sight. We wouldn't have gone through all this journey, oh God. We wouldn't have gone through all of these seasons of prayer. We wouldn't have gone through all of this time, oh God, of planting in the spirit and arrive at the place, Lord, where you deliver the game us, Lord, and we are not able to roast it. My God, I pray, Lord, that just like Paul, You will give us the ability to keep pressing, oh God, for the mark. You will give us the ability to keep running, oh God, towards your mark. You will give us the ability, oh God, to stay consistent in you. You will give us the ability to continue to consult with you. Father, show us, Lord, the Mordecais that you have placed in our lives. Show us, Lord, the Shadrachs, the Meshachs, and the Abednegoes, Lord, that you have placed in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, show us, oh God, the people that you have placed around us, oh God, that you have given given to us to consult. Consult with, O oh God, concerning your plans, starting with your Holy Spirit, concerning how to navigate through this new season of our life, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. Thank you, O oh God, because indeed, in this season of planting, everything that we plant will be preserved, O oh God, by your grace, by your spirit, O oh God, and by your will in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the praise, almighty God, and we say thank you. Let us just bless the name of the Lord for what he has done for us this morning, for opening our eyes, for opening our ears, for causing our hearts to understand, for delivering us, for releasing his truth, for releasing clarity. Father, we say thank you. Father, we glorify you. We bless your holy name, oh God. Blessed, blessed be your name, Father. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen amen thank you you, father in jesus name amen Amen. god bless you all Um, god bless you too god bless you Um, let's remember we meet again tomorrow tomorrow is day seven tomorrow is the final day of prayer rain um unless the lord says otherwise you know so let's come again tomorrow ready to receive and ready to be led by the spirit if the lord says we stretch it then we keep going you know but don't forget, go back to the teachings, listen to it, you know, take them down, um, steward them, keep praying, and don't forget the things that the Lord is laying in your heart in this season. God bless you all. I love you. Keep us in God your prayers, keep you. PI yes. in your thank prayers. You, and will see you, you again you. tomorrow. Thank you so bless much. You. Thank Pastor Pastor God bless you. Thank you.